Hello everybody and welcome to the Beyond Stuff podcast here on the Beyond Stuff podcast feed. The name's Brian Chever. Hopefully you've all been having a great week. I could be better, but that's okay. That's all right. Anyways, it's been an eventful week. I've seen two movies that have been released on theaters uh, recently, and uh, the DC fandom thing happened. I wasn't expecting much at all because you cannot possibly top the last DC fandom event last year, especially because of the circumstances that were happening through that year. But we had some small little tidbits. I mean, we we saw footage for Black Adam, for uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which is the most my most anticipated DC movie of all of the of their current slate. We had info of other projects, but I think the one thing people were talking about was, of course, the Batman trailer. Which, by the way, I've been excited for this new Batman movie since they have not since they announced the casting of Robert Pattinson. Because unlike many people, uh, you know, I do not judge an actor just because of one role. I think he's been terrific in other things. I saw him recently on. Uh, this Netflix movie with Tom Holland. I do not remember the name right now, but he was fantastic, and I hated his set character in that film. And I enjoyed the film truly, but I was waiting for this new uh, Batman film. I'm not as excited for this one as with Shazam Fury of the Gods, but goddamn, the trailer got me. It got me hooked. Uh, it's well-built, uh, the soundtrack of it by Michael Michael Giacchino was fantastic. The new the new Batman theme that he gave uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman was fantastic. Very interested to see what they do with the Riddler because I never seen the Riddler as a main antagonist to Batman, so can't wait to see what they do with it. Uh, the casting looks fantastic. You guys know me; I love when a film has a great cast. And this uh, Batman film looks like it's going to have the strongest cast or, I mean, the strongest lead cast and the strongest uh, supporting cast. So I cannot wait to see everyone play out. Hopefully we get an announcement of a sequel sooner rather than later because I want to explore this version of Gotham even more, especially with Robert Pattinson's Batman. So I can't wait to see what happens with this movie. We're not that far off from from that film. Now, before I go into the reviews of the two movies that I saw uh, this week, one thing that happened this week also was the finale of Only Murders in the Building. And guys, you are sleeping on that show. Everyone's talking about Squid Game and everything. And... I will not judge you if you like it. That's fine. Doesn't look like my kind of thing. I might revisit it once the popularity dies down. But goddamn, Only Murders in the Building is so much fun. And of course, kudos to everyone involved with that show. It was a great finale. I'm a sucker for whodunits, especially with people like Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, who I've loved since Wizards of Waverly Place, I enjoy the series. It's short and sweet, 
Every episode is short, uh, short and sweet, and the series as well. I cannot wait for season two, which uh, the finale sets up nicely. So if you haven't checked it out, it's on Hulu. All the episodes are streaming right now. So do yourselves a favor. Check it out. Let me know what you think about the Only Murders in the Building. Trust me, you're going to have a very good time watching that show. Now, I saw these two movies, uh, No Time to Die and Dune. And I want to start off with No Time to Die. I've, I can't say I've been the biggest of Craig's uh, Bond fan, but I've enjoyed the movies. I really love Skyfall. I like Casino Royale. And unlike many people, I really liked the, the other two movies, Quentin of Celeste and uh, Spectre. I didn't hate it, but I enjoyed it truly. I think this direction of just telling one story throughout all these movies, I think it worked for me. So I was very excited to see what they do. And this movie is very special to me because it, this is the first bomb movie that I get to see in a movie theater. I didn't get to see the other Bond movies in a theater, but this one I was very excited to check out. Uh, hearing the Billie Eilish single for this movie was fantastic to hear in the in the sound system of, of a theater and the soundtrack as well. So uh, my thoughts on this movie, I was surprised with the direction that they went in the finale of this uh, run with Daniel Craig as Bond. But I really enjoyed this movie. I had a blast. It, it had me all tense in a lot of the scenes. I love the action. I love the fact that every time Bond thinks he's going to get it on with one of the women in the film, nothing happens. And he, <laughs> it, again, it, those farts were funny to me. I love seeing everyone. Know me, know me. Uh, I love her character. I love the new 007. And This is the direction that I always thought was the right direction to go whenever you wanted to introduce a new agent to the franchise. Or, or at least this whole discussion of making Bond uh, a female Bond. Again, I'm not, a, I, me of all people, I'm not against uh, making uh, women versions of characters. I'm the only fan to this day of the female Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters answered the call. And again, I wouldn't have mind a, a women double O, but it, I don't think it would have been right to make James Bond himself a woman. Uh, that's my opinion, but I think this, in this way that they made in this movie, worked uh Amazingly, and again, she was fantastic. Lashana Lynch, I love her. Anna de Armas, who I was expecting to have a bigger role, she she was only there for a little bit. Love her. I love that small little Knives Out reunion, so I was excited because of that. And I, uh, she's gorgeous. God damn, she's gorgeous. And the finale was great. The villain, eh, not 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 good enough. But I think the performance that Rami Malek gave was okay for what he was given. But again, it's a strong movie. If you want to go in and have a blast with the action that this franchise brings to you, this is a movie to watch. I recommend it. So for me, Bond, uh, No Time to Die is a four out of five. And now we go to Dune. 
which is a completely different movie. Uh, Dune is directed by Denis Villeneuve, which is a very admired figure in the film industry and loved by many of film Twitter and many critics as well. I'm no critic. I like to be like outside of that struggle. I'm my own thing. But I can at least appreciate the work that Danny Villeneuve has done throughout his films. Arrival, uh, Blade Runner, uh, Prisoners, uh, Sicario. Again, the, man's, uh, the, the man produces hits. The man directs hits. So uh, I'm, I cannot say I was decided for Dune because uh, it's not a property that, that I was interested in. But I was going to give it a chance now that Danny Villeneuve was going to explore it in his film. And the whole thing about the pandemic and his comments about the only way to watch this movie is by watching it on an IMAX theater in a pandemic didn't sit right to me. At least I'm able to sacrifice myself and expose myself to the virus. I'm vaccinated, uh, but, you know, I can at least do that. But to tell people, hey, if you're watching it this way, you're watching it wrong. To me, that's a little that's a little bad. Don't you think people should be able to choose where they watch the movie without getting judged? As long as it is legal and it is good, that's fine by me. So I went and did watch Dune, not in the movie theater, as a sign of protest, quote unquote. I know it sounds silly, but whatever. I saw it on my phone in HBO Max in between dumps, like I said in Twitter. <laughs> No, no, just kidding. But I watched Dune. And I, any movie that is great should be, a, it, it can be appreciated whether you watch it on a TV or on a phone or in a big movie theater. I mean, that's the way classics remain classic because no matter where you see it, the movie itself, the quality of it, the story of it is so good that no matter where you watch it, it's good. Uh, so Dune is okay at best. And let me say that the casting of this movie, god damn, is fantastic. I mean, Dave Batista, Oscar Isaac, which was my favorite in this movie, uh, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Timothy Chalamet, who I was, wasn't enjoying at all in the movie until the third act. I think after the third act picks up, I had a better time with Timothy Chalamet. Nothing against his uh, his talent. It's just the movie, how it was written, how it was, it was, you know, built. One of the things that is funny to me is that the criticism that Marvel often gets that this movie is the build-up to another movie I don't see it anywhere with Dune when this one is a long two-and-a-half-hour two teaser for Dune Part 2. I mean, come on, at least be a little honest uh, to all the film Twitter fans who love uh, praising the Lord and Savior, Denis Villeneuve, as I call him. Uh, this movie is a long teaser for Dune Part 2, and that's a fact. I'm sorry. I, I Again... The visuals and the and the story is trying to tell is promising, especially as a cash a casual viewer like me. But again, there's not enough for me to like revisit it unless 
the part two comes around, I wouldn't have minded to have a three and a half hour complete story of Dune. You could have done that, but no, we uh, do. Uh, Denny decided to make a two part film. Nothing against it. I just think it would have done better if it was stretched a little longer and with a little more to enjoy. Because again, film fans, they're going to enjoy this movie for what it is, the craftsmanship behind it. And I can at least appreciate that. But casual viewers like me and people who are not even slightly interested in what goes beyond uh, the creation of a movie or anything that is, you know, anything that screams casual viewing, this is not a movie to casually view. I I mean, and the best, uh, the best example, my best friend, who I used to go to the movies with a lot when she was in Puerto Rico, she straight up told me she slept in the first three minutes of this movie because it's not as enticing enough for uh, a casual viewer, which is my same uh, worry with Eternals. It's a big idea. I don't think it's going to go over well with many people. And it didn't go over well with me with Dune, but I can at least appreciate the whole work behind it. I cannot wait for the sequel because I think everything lies on the second part of the story. If the second part of the story is good enough, I think it's gonna it's gonna change my take on this uh, first part of Dune. But again, it has a it has a hard uh, road to go through. So I at least gonna give Dune because I at least appreciate the work behind it. A three out of five. Again, to me, it's not perfect, and it's just a long ass teaser for the sequel. And I hopefully Warner Brothers greenlit us uh, the sequel to Dune anytime soon. And a lot of it is gonna depend on not just the box office, as the president of Warner Brothers said, but uh, because of his performance in HBO Max. So. Maybe HBO Max is the saving grace that Danny Villeneuve needs in order to this film to be successful. Anyways, this is it for the show. I'm prepping the studio for the upcoming live stream on the Facebook page. Go like the Beyond Stuff uh, Facebook page because me and my friends, we're going to be playing Super... Uh, no, Mario Party Superstars uh, on the 29th live. So I cannot wait to see you guys there and I'll be seeing you guys next time.